This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these goats. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, podcast time. Nice to have you with us on this Monday. It's the first Monday, really, after a football and dive in the XFL yet. No one. What up? What's up, Al? Yeah, I had nothing to watch on television last night. I was bored out of my skull. It's like I'm, I'm out of things on Netflix. I'm out of things on uh, uh, ID Channel. I've just uh, we. I need some new. I feel like Netflix has really slowed down their production. Let's have step they? it up. I don't know. I'm in the. I started watching this golf thing. Yeah. So between that and CIS, I'm good. That's all I really watch. That's all you need, Jerry. You're a simple man of simple pleasures. I well, I figured yesterday. So when I got home from Wisconsin Saturday, how about my planning? So according to our itinerary, we were going to land at Newark. Uh, the game in Wisconsin was noon time, New York time, 11 a.m. out there. So it said that our charter was going to land around 5. I'm like, you know, I'm going to, because me and my wife, I didn't see her on Tuesday. Rutgers played in Nebraska. I said, why don't we go out Saturday night for dinner? We don't get to do anything anymore. She goes, well, you're going to be in Wisconsin. I'm like, I think I can make it. So I made reservations at Barrel and Roost. For 7.45, I walked in. You talk about an itinerary being spot on. I walked in at 6.45. We landed at like 5.30. By the time I got home, it was 6.45. Took a shower, went to dinner. How perfect was that? You probably got there early. So I realized as I was going through um, everything with the itinerary and the schedule and with basketball and with the baseball, I literally watch about five hours of TV a week. That's it. Five hours a week. And then I realized yesterday when I woke up, I knew my son had a playoff basketball game. But after that, after two o'clock, I had nothing. I'm like, I'm not doing anything. I'm going to watch TV. I might and be. So a- that's how I got into the, uh, the, the full swing golf documentary. By the way. Yes. Boomer. Oh, CeeLo was the sushi guy. CeeLo had the sushi. I could see that. That makes he probably sense. was like temporary. I'm overnight. I can get it in there, get it out before anyone sees. No, I've got my eyes on everything. I'm policing everything. Disgusting. I think I only see about five hours of TV a week as well. Maybe six. Is that it? Yeah, because I only put but it on. How are you out of stuff to watch then? Because I, I have very little that interests me. I put it on at like seven o'clock at night and I'm in bed by eight. So you don't have the TV on all day when you get Nothing. home? I do not put that TV on until seven o'clock. Oh wow! Okay, so you don't watch the news? Nothing. No, Sports Center. Nope. Okay, there was a kick where I was on, uh, where I really liked watching PTI. Pardon the interruption. Sure, Jerry. I've heard of it. Yes. Yeah, it was a kick when I was into that for a while, but now I just prefer just to have like audio on, like 
the radio or music. Yeah, you got to get away from the radio. You listen too much. Yeah. Way too much. I'm, I'm into that move now. So, yeah, now I'm into music in the afternoon. Instead. Oh, that's good. Yeah. All right. Or I watch, like, YouTube videos of uh, content creators that I enjoy. That, to me, is TV, though. I mean, that's just another way of consuming media if you're visually watching it. Yeah. I guess it's not TV in that. TV, it's not traditional. Yeah, TV. Yeah, that's true. TV to me is like I'm sitting down to watch this specifically right now. Okay. I so, guess. But, yeah, it says, yeah, I'm looking at a screen. Good point. That's all my son watches. Yeah. Is YouTube. Staring at a screen. That is it. That's why that the YouTube commercial for YouTube is a great. Yeah, I was thinking of doing that. It's well worth the whatever it is. How much 11, is it again? $11 or $12. Yeah, I think I'm doing that for him. Yeah, it's great. It's a, it's a game changer because it you'll click on things and t- check some new things out because you don't have to sit through the stupid commercial. Oh, I agree. Even now. So, like, I did not watch two seconds of that All-Star game last night. There was no chance I would have. Um, but I wanted to check out just quickly. I wanted to see the first, like, 60 seconds of the highlights to see how terrible it was. And it was one commercial that you couldn't click through, and then, which was 30 seconds and then another commercial you had to sit through five seconds of. And I'm like, I know it's only 35 seconds, but it annoyed me. And then I could tell if I would have kept watching it, there were going to be more commercials oh, yeah. in it. I'm like, I'm out. Yep, goodbye. That's enough. Too much. A couple of quick local Bradley Beach stories I want you to be aware of, Jerry. Uh, one, remember the person was putting up stickers that said, Al Dukes takes naked poops? I do. Like someone actually made stickers? Yes, I do remember that. And put them all over. And in multiple towns, there were some up by where you live. How has no one found this guy doing this yet? I don't know. But this is really was probably about a year and a half, two years ago. And you can still see the stickers. They're very faded. Okay. I only know that those are the stickers because I knew where they were. Right. They're old and faded. They, they they were not the uh, best stickers that this person purchased. And so if you walk by it, you wouldn't stop and notice. No, it. they're back with new ones. Really? Yeah, they've got fresh stickers. Oh, so they stopped for a while. I think they stopped for a year and they all faded and boy, they're back. Uh, actually, they they weren't in Bradley Beach yet, but they were in the neighboring town of Avon. Oh God! So just know now they branched out to yeah. another town. Yep. So. Hey, we will find you, you called the police in that they're aware town they're aware jerry because they want to catch this is vandalism i know i know it is so they are aware but unfortunately i have to deal with that again because people are now sending me the pictures on did you see these yeah got it wouldn't it be great if you bought like black bumper stickers just to cover them up and then you're the one that got arrested for vandalizing <laughs> mm-hmm. that would be very interesting wouldn't it jerry that would be yep yeah. and i tried to peel them off they're such cheaply made stickers that they they're, they're garbage you can't get them home. no they're bad uh number two wow sorry to hear that there evidently is a pit bull in town that Which is you a, like now pit bulls well okay there's That's... a pit bull in town that is attacking other dogs oh uh it's not near where i walk my dog but you is never know is this a loose dog it is a pit bull that the person who's walking it can't control properly. Oh, no. And it has attacked multiple dogs now. Really? Yeah. And you're right, Jerry. I used to be vehemently against pit bulls. I didn't like them. I wouldn't go near them. None of these things. But I do now when I see a dog. If I see a pit bull is friendly, I don't. When my dog wants to go say hello and the dog's tail is wagging, we go over there and say sure. hello. I'm not, like, head the other way. You're not way. afraid of them anymore. I'm not. But this I don't like. No, because these animals are crazy when they're not in the right frame of mind. Right. And I am sick of the narrative 
that it's not the dog, it's the owner. Sorry, it's the dog and the owner. It's both. It should be both, yes. Right. But you can't, You every time there's a pit bull attack, you cannot respond by saying it's the owner, not the breed. Why is it always a pit bull attack? Because the, you may say, oh, uh, chihuahuas bite. Yeah, they do bite more. They're not going to. The, the, You're going to survive. The picture I saw in the Bradley Beach Forum was of a dog that looked like it was almost. Now, the this was a, a post operation where the dog was all sutured up, but it the entire neck was uh, sutured You're up. You're kidding? No. So holy crap! Stop with like Google dog attack and tell me how many of them you come across that aren't a pit bull. Yeah. So stop with the and again, I I don't mind a pit bull. There, some of them are wonderful dogs, but some of them are not. Well, in a case like this, does that dog get put down? Doesn't seem like it. Because I thought well, let's once put the that gets, down. I thought once, once that gets reported, especially when there's surgery involved, yeah. I thought they go find the dog and you know relocate weird? them or put them down. I, I got to look this up in different town ordinances. But like, if you had a dog, Jerry, and you were walking your dog in my neighborhood, and I just decided to bash your dog over the head with a frying pan till it was dead. That's prop. I've done property damage to you. That's all. Hmm. I've not like taken the life of something. Right. The like pets and dogs and animals are considered property. Yeah. It's bizarre. Yeah. It's not like you're murdering a person. It's an animal. Yeah. Saying. Yeah. No, which it is. And so get it together over there. Whoever's running awful. this pit and bull that's around in your town. town. It's in my town. Other side of town, but your town. other side of town, the South side of town, Jerry. Okay. Stay away from the South side. Yeah. Matter of fact, just walk the dog right next to your house now. I've seen, I've seen people walking around. Some big German them. shepherds that look, but eighty-year-old women walking around big German shepherds. How do they hold them? Of if co- they get exactly violent? right, Yeesh. or if they decide that they're excited for some reason? My God, you dragging the woman down the block. It's people with their animals. You got some scene going on down there. You, you got sure? foxes in the middle of the night. Now you got uh, and foxes uh, are the least dangerous animal. I know. I'd rather get attacked by a fox. Oh my god! You got uh, you birds that are uh, nose diving, dive bombing me. Oh my god! And you're gonna be walking around with a tennis racket. <laughs> you, oh my god! Yeah, you're gonna go loony down there. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you lose your mind. I am gonna lose my mind. So that's why I'm very intrigued by what Boomer's gonna put in his next uh, contract. I want to know what this is. He made it seem like, what did you take of it? We, I, for the audience that didn't hear it, Boomer said something like, uh, now he may have been joking, but it's hard to tell. He didn't tell. sound like it. He said he was he was putting something in his next contract wherein uh, what? The way I took it, yeah. that he was going to get in his contract a certain amount of Zoom days. Oh, really? That he could work from somewhere else mm-hmm. for a, a certain part of the year. Like, for instance... Maybe now he wants to do February in Arizona. It's a slow time of year. Doesn't mind working, but you know what? He wants to go play golf every afternoon in Arizona. It's February, that's it. That is interesting. That was that's how I took that as. Doesn't mean he's gonna move. Doesn't mean but maybe for four weeks between the Super Bowl until opening day baseball, maybe every maybe six weeks every winter. I should be out there with him as on site producer. Go for it. Why not? Would you I'm sure he wouldn't me? mind the company. Would you watch my dog for four weeks, Jerry? By the way, that'd be kind of, I mean, I can't because of Rutgers. No, oh. I'm not watching your dog for four weeks. That's what you have a girlfriend for. Damn it, Jerry. She she's going to wanna... get that dog, too. So She's going to want to come out there, too. Uh, she has FOMO. Not for nothing. I'd go out there for six weeks. Fly hey, back and forth to where Rutgers is. Right. We're going to tell our families 
on uh, January 31st. We'll see you in March. We'll see you for March Madness. Yeah. Four weeks in Arizona. In. Yep. That's what I. That that's would be good. That's that's good. that actually was the first thing I thought of. Yeah, when that I heard him sense. saying he was trying to work something into his contract, especially after it came from the whole DA thing. And DA does have Mondays from home, I believe, in his contract. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Gina sent me an article uh, last night while I was sleeping. I saw it this morning. It was from Travel and Leisure magazine. Okay. It was about Myrtle Beach. Yeah. And it was about how Myrtle Beach is one of the top four beach towns that for reasonably priced housing. Myrtle Beach is nice, too. You know what number one was? Atlantic City. You don't want to be down there. There are nice parts of Atlantic City. There are. Yeah, inside there, the Borgata. There are, well, it's beautiful. If you, there are parts of Atlantic City that are nice. All right. I'll take your word for it. I agree there are parts I would not go by. But so then this morning I went on Realtor.com yeah. and I typed in Myrtle Beach and I was looking for things near the water. Yeah. And there were... And I was looking at just condos mm-hmm. under three hundred. Yeah, Myrtle Beach is great. So why don't we move there? You could do the our we- show. For, well, zoom that, in. well, not for nothing. And I know it's different. Arizona in the summer we know is extraordinarily warm, dry. What it's still hot. Myrtle Beach is pretty warm, like humidity warm. Yes, like oh. we were there in August, as you know, for a week. It was a hundred, really and humid every day. But it is nice to get the ocean breeze. As hot as it was, it wasn't unbearable. Yeah. But when you go inward and get away from the ocean, it's pretty suffocating. Yeah. It is weird how there's still certain parts. Like, why isn't that blowing up as far as um, real estate? Like, it's on the water. I don't water. know, because you got a lot of New Yorkers that have moved down there. I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. Maybe it's still viewed upon as a summer area only, and maybe maybe the population year round isn't that big. I don't know. I've never been there in the winter. Like the, there's very few uh, things available in Bradley Beach or any of the towns sure. on the Jersey if you're on the water, and because the, you're still close to New York City, and the and the money is insane because of the proximity to New York City. So you move to Myrtle and Beach, eighty percent of the time you can't even enjoy it. What is Weird. a thirty five year old with a family going to do in Myrtle Beach? I don't know. Where am I working? Not sure. I'm not 35 anymore, but you get my point. Yeah. That's the difference. Myrtle Beach is basically a vacation destination, and you can live there, but I think it's really for older people because uh, it'd be hard to. You'd have there's to, nowhere to go. Yeah, commute into a. There's nowhere. Where? Where know. do you want to commute into? I don't know. I don't know any cities in South Charleston. You, you have to drive an hour. Charleston. I don't know what my geography. You're not even close to Charleston. Oh. Charleston's closer to Georgia than it is uh, North <laughs> Carolina. So you're you're in a spot where when you get off I-95, I mean you can fly obviously, but if you're driving, you're talking about being an employee or working somewhere. You have an hour an hour drive to get to I-95. There's no big city. Yeah. There's nowhere to go. That's why it's going to stay cheap. That's why, too, if you ever watch these bargain uh, island places, yes. like you can move to uh, parts of Georgia right on the ocean that are cheap, parts of Louisiana, beautiful, even parts of Texas by Galveston Beach. But where are you going? Galveston Beach, I guess, is close to Houston. But, but where am I going in New Jersey? I'm Bradley Beach. Where New York City. Where are you now? Oh, I'm in New York. Right. That's the difference. And mm. you're within an hour or right around an hour. Right. So I made, you know, that you know what the best bargain is to live around here to where New York City is not a crazy thought and you're also not far from like Monmouth County is Easton, Pennsylvania. 
Yeah, that real estate's really cheap. It's, I would say, very family-oriented. And you're about an hour 10 from New York City. I feel like I need to be near the ocean or near the mountains. Right? I want to be... I need something. Well, Easton, you're probably near the mountains. I want to be near the ocean. I don't want to be near the mountains. That's, I don't want to... I want to be by the shore. Yeah. I don't need to be on it, but I want to be near it. I want to be on the shore, but in a shore town where it's nice weather. Not yeah, well, then you where need to I move. am. You need to move. I look Because you only have nice weather for four months. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you want me to go on vacation one of those months somewhere else? No way. I, the mountains of Arizona. Yeah. That's your place. Or Myrtle Beach is nice. But the other thing is, you know, going out to the Super Bowl and back, realizing that is a brutal flight See, that from didn't Arizona. Bother me. That didn't oh, bother me God, at all. I, I hated every second of it. You didn't, you didn't hate the first class seat. No, I didn't hate, but I know that's a few and far between. Right. Where I looked up uh, Myrtle Beach from Newark, uh, less than two hours. The flight is actually an hour five. Oh, they must, but they give you oh, a they little. Build in they build in all, time. So, yeah. The actual flight time is yeah. an hour and I wanted maybe an hour eight. I just did it in September. Yeah. Really easy. Yeah. That's it's, and there's about. a million flights. You can even fly out of Atlantic City, make the flight even shorter. Yeah. So there's. Myrtle Beach, good place to be. You need to get back up for your parents. Right. You can either A, fly, or eight hours in the car you're here. Yeah, I did. I not eight at, hours. I'm sorry, 10 nine. hours. Yeah, it was nine something. I right. looked this morning. I Which put, is not ideal. I put Bradley Beach, although I'm not sure why, but Bradley Beach. I Where put, you live. Yeah, Bradley Beach to. Yeah. Right, but if I if I lived in Myrtle Beach, I wouldn't be living in Bradley Beach anymore. And by the way, that's another hour closer to your parents. Right. So it's probably more like eight, eight and a half hours. And again, not ideal. But if something, you got a phone call at 9 p.m. So, you know, can you get up here tomorrow? You could get in the car right. at 4.30 in the morning and be up there by lunchtime if you had to just hop in the car and go. Like if my mother called and said, I have a big pack of toilet paper for you. I'd be like, I could be up there in nine hours. You could. Or yes. a flight. Yes, And you could stay a day or two and then yep. go back home. Where was my toilet paper? I bring it back. Ba ba ba. Right. Hmm. Myrtle Beach is a good place. It is. It's a good place for you to be. Yeah. And you could do this job that way. It would be nice, too, if uh, all these places like this, I discussed maybe if I went to visit to see if I actually would enjoy the place. I would do that first, I yes. never. I went to Myrtle Beach in and out for that Hootie and the Blowfish golf tournament remote. Yeah, I remember. We did years ago. You know where there's a, you know what there's a lot of in Myrtle Beach, especially in the summer? What? Teens. What? And a lot of them. Teenagers? Well, Myrtle Beach is a vacation. The boardwalk is a huge vacation destination. Oh no! Don't say that, Jerry. I mean, you would li- you would not leave the condo. Oh my! And gosh. then you're, listen, you're not going to stay on the boardwalk. You're gonna <laughs> right. where you live is going to be somewhere away from the hustle and bustle. Yeah, it's amazing, like how or or how what goes into where we live. I would say the overwhelming majority of us live near where we were born. Or yes, where because we that's, where your, that's where your family is. Yeah, it's where your family is. It's where you yeah. first get a job. It's where you first start your career. It's where, and then if you get married or involved with someone long term, their family's there. Sure, you know, and then, it's very and then you got to deal with the job. Yeah, you know, like to me, like I see all these people getting these jobs. Like a couple of different people of note. So Wayne Randazzo picks up, moves to L.A. with the Angels. I don't know if he's married or not. I'm not sure. I just saw Brandon Gaudan, who's been doing games for the Big Ten Network forever, just got the Braves job moving to Atlanta. Uh, and then there was one, like, Noah Eagle gets the job for the Clippers, picks up, moves to L.A. Who's the kid that went to Kansas City that we had here with the Mets? Uh, that kid, right? Yeah. He, again, single kid, picks up, moves to Kansas City. 
again, I'm not saying I'm even qualified for those jobs, but those are jobs I wouldn't even apply for. Right. Like, assuming they weren't baseball, let's say they were basketball jobs. My I, my kids, like one kid is a senior in high school. He'd be ready to go after next year, but my little guy, I'm going to just rip him up out of here now. And yeah, it's tough. It's t- And I don't mean this in a negative way, but I only see my parents a couple of times a month anyway, so I wouldn't stay just for them. I think I might actually see them more if I moved by them coming to see me, me trying to go to see them. So really, for me, it's the kids and it's the job. That's what it is. Mostly the kids. Right. You get entrenched. You right. put your roots down, Jerry. You put your roots down into a into a city or a town or a state. Yeah. My, I would love to be an NBA announcer. Would love it. But, like, if the Oklahoma City job opened up, I'm not applying for that job. Why? If I got it, then what? <laughs> Great. Thanks. Can't take it. It sucks. Yeah. But if I was single, I'd be there in a heartbeat. Gone. See ya. Or if it was just me and my wife. Gotta go. Yeah. We're going to Oklahoma. Yeah. Oklahoma City, that is. Yeah. Oklahoma City. Some places I wouldn't want to work, but yeah. I, it's still an NBA job. The other weird thing is, like, so I go on uh, therealtor.com just to see what the condos go for mm-hmm. in Myrtle Beach. I have no... Like, I'm sure there are terrible parts of Myrtle Beach. Yes, there are. How would I know? By That's where you really got to work with a local Your realtor agent. has to yeah. help you. And you need to go scout it out, for I sure. Like, like go spend a week. I'm afraid of teenagers. So any, any places where teenagers are going to hang no, out, no, you're, I'm out. You're good. You're going to be the old, old people. Yeah. Just stay away from That's the boardwalk during the summer. Where would you say old people go? Look around. <laughs> They're everywhere. <laughs> I don't need... And I don't want to go to a place where teenagers rob old people. I want to go to a place where old people don't worry about getting robbed. Your community will be fine. Yeah. You could live... A few blocks away from the beach on a golf course community. There'll be no teenagers. It'll be very, I don't want to say old people because they're not. They're not. You probably start with people in their mid-50s. which right up your alley. Yeah. And it's peaceful and it's quiet and it would be lovely. And if you want the ocean, you could probably walk down the block a few, you know, whatever, a 10-minute walk. Oh, it'll be lovely. Mm-hmm. So Myrtle Beach, that's in your future maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I was in a, a restaurant this weekend in uh, Seagirt, New Jersey. I think it was Fratello's. Okay. Yornos. I don't know what. Fratello's, I think. Okay. So my first Mike time there. <laughs> he does not. It was my first time there. We've driven by it a million times. Yeah. I don't know what. And a gentleman named Nicholas bought me a Miller Lite. Nice. I was. I had a man named Nicholas buy me a Miller Lite on Saturday. I was already two for... Miller Lights in, and I was going to be done. And then he is, uh, this gentleman here bought you a Miller Lite. So I had the third one. You also got a Miller Lite. I did. And Nicholas bought me mine too. Of course, he owned the restaurant. Oh, that Nicholas. (laughs) Nicholas's Barrel and Roost. Yes. He bought me and my wife our first drink, which was very nice of him. How about this? This guy and his, uh, I think girlfriend, I don't think they were married. Maybe they're married, but his. his, Could have been his mistress. They came over to say hello. And somehow Gina ended up asking him how old he was on something. He said 36. And then she's talking to me, and she goes, yeah. She goes, I, I knew some people you went to high school with. She goes, yeah, we all got together for my 50th birthday. I was like, wow. Did she's, she look 50? No. Wow. She's 50, and he's 36. That is that? rare. Yeah, that is rare. You see it the other way, for sure. The other sure. way, for sure, yeah. Yeah. But, again, everyone looks so much younger. Yeah, we were having this conversation, um, my wife and, and her sister, about someone we know 
where he is, he's 55 and she's 32. And they were like, that's terrible. I'm like, yeah, I, if you just say that, I understand you thinking that, but knowing the two people, right, it doesn't look bad. Like, it looks normal. He is in phenomenal shape. If you would have asked me not knowing him, I'd say he was around 40. Right. And she looks like she's in her 30s. It doesn't look nuts. I think it gets nuts when they start to push 70. And Yeah, I think when the guy gets. Gets, gets older than 60 is when you start to... Starts to get a little bizarre. Start to see a little bit of a... Uh, of a of an age gap. Yes, for sure. That can certainly be the case. Yeah. Hmm. So I don't know. That all you got? That's all I got today, Jerry. All right. Let's do uh, the warm up program. Yes, that was fantastic this morning. By the way, just a heads up, uh, and I did a quick Instagram story about this. There are some nice snacks in our vending machine in the back there. Where I was, I went for the Lara bar. I didn't see any. Uh, there's the there's something called Bear. Apple chips and bear banana chips back oh, okay. there. Both the only ingredient is apples or bananas. Really? Yeah. I might go try some. I'm actually quite hungry today. Yeah. Go just try that in the back. It's in yesterday. the in the actual kitchen. All right. I'll go check it out. Because I, I went back to get a Lara bar. Yeah. They were out. No, I think as I bought them all last week. <laughs> Could we restock that? Yeah. Pretty fun. And by the way, good price. Stop and shop. They're two bucks. They're two fifty here. I agree. That's a that's a good price for a yeah. vending machine. Not bad. Larabar. And I like that the machine it's in is a cold machine. I don't know why I actually like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, some people don't like like when they get potato chips and they're cold. From I don't care for that machine. either. The Larabar cold, yeah, that's though, a good one. is awesome. Yep. And the Snickers bar is I agree. Really good, too. Snickers bar cold? Yeah, of course. Is it frozen cold or just cold? Like it's refrigerator cold. cold. It's not frozen. Would it hurt your teeth? It's close. <laughs> it's close. I haven't, I haven't done that in a few months. Yeah. But it was. And I remember when I had it, I'm like, this is so wrong, but this is delicious. And it was. And then I felt like crap after I ate it. Yeah. Partly why I'm a fat piece of crap right now. My clothes don't fit. Do you know we're approaching? I uh, I, I like to put dates into my calendar. Yeah. Anniversary type mm-hmm. dates. So I'm like my work anniversary, my WFAN anniversary. Yeah. Believe it or not, in less than a month will be one year since we had that conversation about that. I was like, I got to lose my belly. Really? Almost. It was March 7th. I have it in no my kidding. calendar. Wow. That goes freaking fast. Well, we should put this date down the day that I realized I was a fat <laughs> ass and nothing fit me anymore. And I am limiting my calories to 1250 a day. 1250 a day. Yes. Yesterday, I only got to about 500. How's <laughs> <laughs> that working out for you? I was on a Fine. It's my, it is amazing your thought process and how your body reacts to that most days i wake up hungry i was so disgusted and embarrassed saturday and i I went to dinner saturday night knowing when i wake up tomorrow i can't do this and i wasn't gonna go to dinner and just drink water and sit there and stare at my wife i had dinner everything was fine but i knew when i woke up sunday when i woke up i felt so terrible about myself i didn't even want to look at food and literally ate just because i knew i had to and when I totaled up the calories, it was like 590. I'm like, all right, well, I can't do that. That's not healthy either. Right. So I put in my little Lose It app, 1250 a day. And so far today, I've been up since 250 this morning. I've consumed 240 calories. That's it. Do you ever think to focus on ingredients only and not calories? Uh, sure. I do. The calories, though, I, I want to do, I don't want to lose track of the calories either. Because I think it's very easy to, like when we make 
homemade turkey meatballs when there's really not much in them at all except a pinch of salt, a little bit of parsley, and maybe an egg yolk to kind of hold it together. I also don't eat six of them. It'd be very easy to do that too. So I, I still want to monitor where I'm at. Yeah. See, because I would argue that you could eat six of those and have no effect on your weight. Right, as part of – but that's got to be not as a snack. Right. Like, I don't want to have six meals totaling 3,000 calories, even if, the, if, even if the ingredients are good. At the end of the day, if I'm not active, which right now I'm not, 3,000 calories is still 3,000 calories. Now, 2,500 calories, now you're getting to a point where I agree with you. But there's still a number that you. I don't but did, want to remember, go like over. the people that were doing the Atkins diet, right? And yeah. They were eating just tons of meat and yeah. losing weight. Their calorie count had to be up there. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know because if you eat grilled, I mean, grilled chicken has nothing in it, and I don't even think if you eat a steak, there's the calorie counts low, right? Because there's, I mean, it depends on how you cook it, of course. But if you just put a steak over fire. <laughs> Like a caveman. It's like, yeah, I mean, you're basically eating the flesh of something with nothing else in it. Yeah. So I, I just, I want to be careful. I'm I'm fine on a calorie restriction. I really am. As long as I'm eating what I like, um, and I'm trying to do a little bit of that too. Also, this idea, like people, the, the diet people always go, if you eat a lot, if you eat protein, it keeps you fuller. I find that No, opposite. it doesn't. I do too. Yeah. I, yes. I could eat a whole, I could eat two steaks. If I eat nothing else with it, I'll be starving very shortly after. I like when they say uh, to make sure that you have, you know, two eggs for breakfast. It'll sa- sa- satiate you, yeah. whatever that word is. I'm like, two eggs. I finish it. I'm like, where's breakfast now? <laughs> this is not enough. At lunch, like when I go home today, I'll have f- four eggs that I scramble. Okay. Four a day. Not egg whites, all full eggs. Full eggs. Okay. Legitimately, an hour later, I, my stomach will be yeah. growling. I believe it. It's clean. That's why. It does not so fill confusing. you up. It does not fill you up. It does. I agree. It does I like not when they tell you up. have a have a half a cup of oatmeal and you'll be full for hours. <laughs> <Yes>. Really? <laughs> how, how about I might be full for fifteen minutes? I mean, are you out of your mind? Oh my god! Full yeah. for hours. I get those packets of oatmeal that I eat. I eat at six twenty every day. <laughs> By seven, I'm like, I'm starving. <laughs> You're right. That oatmeal is the biggest scam ever. Yes, it You'll is. You'll be full for hours. No, you won't. <laughs> no, you won't. I've, I've come to the conclusion a half a cup of oatmeal is a snack. Right. <laughs> it's not a, a meal. At best. Yes. <laughs> God. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. All right, Jerry. Warm up. Soup. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, Roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. Hey, Monday, you know, it does suck the NBA All Star game, and that's not just me saying that. The Eddie Scazzeri, what is up? How are you? And across from me, his name is Al Mac Dukes. What's up? Good morning there, Jerry Recco. It's President's Day. You are you gonna Are you gonna pull the Evan Roberts for me and uh, run down all the presidents in order? I could not do that. You could not. I could not. I could probably go backwards until uh, until uh, me too to Kennedy, hey, not Kennedy, uh, um, Carter, who that, I think is in hospice care now. He is in hospice care. Yeah, I'm the same. I can go back to That's Carter. Maybe uh, maybe Nixon was Nixon before Carter. Yes, Gerald Ford. Yeah. Oh, Gerald Ford. <laughs> Nixon, Please. LBJ, Kennedy, Eisenhower, Truman. Yeah, we really we're, we're good. It's and then fine. Lincoln. A lot of people no, don't realize. No, it was Lincoln not Lincoln was... then. That's not true. Who's your favorite president, Jerry, in your town? Ronald Reagan. Actually. Jerry, you and your Reaganomics. <laughs> um, if we're being serious, yeah. I would say his first term yeah. as president, George Bush. George Bush. The younger one. The younger Bush. Because of how he handled 9-11 and the whole scenario. Okay. That's where I would go. All right. Care to share with us who you voted for your last few elections? Uh, I'll be happy to share with you that I did not vote the last two elections because I did not like any of the candidates. Wow. And anybody that wants to text me or tweet me or tell me that that's my right, go away. No. Th- that is as much your right, Jerry. I as... will not. If I don't like the candidate, mm-hmm. I will not vote for them. Right. And I'm not going to give someone a vote that doesn't deserve it in my mind. Perfect. And the last two, I have not voted. I have nothing wrong with that, Jerry. I hate when they go, uh, just pick someone. No. No, I don't, don't want to just an, pick That's not right. And if you don't have an educated yeah, well, thing or know something about the candidates. What do they say about opinions? They're like buttholes, Jerry. Everyone's got one. Even though most times people have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah. I have a weird uh, voting history, I think. Like okay. I voted for Donald Trump twice. All right. I voted for Obama twice. Okay. I voted for Clinton twice. So when you like a guy, you like a guy. That's yeah, not like weird. Well, I mean, you're changing party lines, but so what? You're voting for the guy you like. Right. It's weird that you vote for Trump and Obama. But it's not. You know what? It's not. If that's See, there are certain people that are going to vote one party line yeah. their whole life, regardless of what they stand for. Well, I think I'm doing that nowadays. Maybe, but you have it. Your history tells you differently. Right. My history tells you differently, but currently, I'm But that's because of Republican. where we're at and what's going on. Correct. Like my father-in-law used to tell me, it used to drive him crazy that people would just vote one way. Yeah. It's like, well, what if you don't like the guy? He goes, I'm not voting for him. And then he would look up the other guy, and right. I'm like, good for you. Got to look the guys up, Jerry. Yes, of course. I, I voted for Clinton. I know that for sure. To me, he, when he was president, he was a cool president. I thought he was cool. 
Yeah, things turned a little uncool there for him. It always, you hang around that, you get a second term, Jerry. Yeah. Things are going to go sideways. But the Lewinsky thing was his first term or second? Maybe. No, I'm asking you. I really don't know. Eddie, do you know the answer to that? I think it was his first. His first. Mm. And he got elected again? (laughs) (laughs) Who the hell was he running against, Jerry? (laughs) I don't remember. Was Clinton elected twice? I don't even know. This is how dumb I am. No, Clinton had two terms. He did. Clinton had two terms. Obama had two terms. The Bush. Bush. Bush His father only had one. The father had one term. Correct. Bush. You know what I never, you ever hear like when you brought up Ronald Reagan, they go Reaganomics. I have no idea what that even means, <laughs> but it's fun to say. The trickle down economy. <laughs> Freaking Reagan with his Reaganomics, Jerry. Care, care to explain now? <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I don't have time to get into Reaganomics here, Jerry. Oh, no, we got 55 minutes. I don't, I would love to explain it to you simpletons. Try 60 <laughs> seconds. You're not going to understand it. As we don't. I remember I was on vacation with my family when Reagan was president. We had flown. You know, my dad worked for Delta. Yep. And while we were on vacation, the air traffic controllers went on strike. Went on strike, and he fired all of them. <laughs> oh, how am I getting home? You better rent a car. <laughs> Driving back from Kentucky. I remember we had the, the uh, television on in the uh, hotel. Yeah. And they're like, Ronald Reagan has fired all the air traffic controllers. I'm like, huh. <laughs> That's a problem. <laughs> hey, Dad. <laughs> I was actually thinking about that the other day. So I was in Wisconsin with Rutgers on, Saturday, on Friday and Saturday. Yeah. So whatever, we get back, and I'm driving past the airport to come home, and I'm looking at the tower and everything, and I'm thinking, there are certain jobs that you wonder when you're allowed to do it for the first time in charge. Correct. Whether it's surgery, whether it might be a pilot on an mm-hmm. airplane, or an air traffic controller. Yeah. Like, you got to be nervous as hell. All right, you're good. Am I, though? <laughs> like, you're responsible for hundreds, if not thousands, of planes crossing in the sky and landing at the right time. And I don't know how they do it now, but there was, like, you know, when the news would do, like, a feature on them, there was a weird, very basic way they were keeping control of planes. At one point, they were just, like, on a on a whiteboard. Like, <laughs> oh, here's one. And we'll was that 1940? No, it was, unfortunately... Uh, Recently, to recent times. Oh my God! Well, that's a good fallback in case the uh, the the satellite communications go down. I suppose. Absolutely, Jerry. Yeah. Are we cleared for landing? I don't know. <laughs> I, hope I don't so. know where you are on this radar. What are you seeing? <laughs> I'm seeing UFOs. I got balloons over here. Spy balloons. Oh, kids' man. balloons. I'm blowing up balloons. I will tell you though, when we were landing in uh, Madison on Saturday or Friday night, whatever it was, so the the plane circles. I mean, it happens all the time. So once for, we come under the clouds and there's like, there's a snow everywhere. That's your phone. Like, oh, oh, really? God, Madison, right. Wisconsin, yeah, snow? It was snow everywhere. It was 14 degrees. It was freezing out. But as the plane's circling, like, I'm looking out the window, like, where is there a runway? Mm-hmm. I would think it would be like, I watched Die Hard. You could see the lights yeah. from far. Where's this guy landing? He don't know. And the next thing you know, you're landing. <sighs> Not that bad. Yeah. So. Jerry, I'm very confused. I, I like to read sports. On no, the you don't. You like yeah. to read headlines. Right, and then You're when a headline, headline confuses me, I, okay. I read the article. All right. I cannot tell you whether Derek Carr visited the Jets or Derek Carr is going to visit the so Jets. So I heard starting on Friday night that – I don't – by the way, don't know the answer right. to this. How do we But I will know? tell you that starting Friday night, the story was that Derek Carr is en route to meet with the Jets. Right. Then I had heard that Derek Carr met with the Jets. One talk show host on this radio station, I believe, on Saturday said he was having lunch with the hierarchy Who said on Saturday. That? I don't know if Evan, Evan Roberts? It might have been. that, the, But not that he was reporting it, that he read that they were right. they were getting together. Then I heard Pete Hoffman 
Sunday morning say that either he had a meeting with the Jets on Saturday or he was having his meeting on Sunday. Yeah. Then I heard EJ coming in saying <laughs> he either met with the Jets or is going to meet with the Jets. Who knows? Here's what you know. Derek Carr at some point mm-hmm. either was here or will be here. No one saw him out like in uh, I don't know. Florham Park at a I, diner. I read so many different things and heard different things. I don't know. Yeah. Not sure. What I have heard are Jet fans not happy. Oh, really? Not interested? (laughs) So Pete Hoffman had the take of, you have to sign him. Don't let him leave. He's your answer at quarterback. (laughs) Then I heard other people say, this guy stinks. He's okay. He's past his prime. He's not the savior. And then other people are like, eh, it's okay. So we've uh, assuming at this point Aaron Rodgers is not coming here, right? I'm not assuming that. Why would you assume that? I don't know. Not at all. I feel like the buzz has died down. Why? There was some guy that said uh, the Packers have had enough of them. Which I, I don't know if you read that story. That story was hilarious. Yeah. Packers are, I'll give you the quote here. Are these headlines? Packers are, quote, disgusted with Aaron Rodgers. Did you read the story? Done with him. Did no. you read the story? Oh, you have to read the story, though. I was just excited to know that he's probably going to respond to that on Pat McAfee's show whenever he comes out of his uh, his uh, dark dungeon. I want But I want to read you the quote because I could not believe that this article was written this way. Uh, so that article, do you remember who actually wrote it? I thought it was on Pro Football Talk. No, but I, don't know who wrote I, it I thought I saw it in the New York Post. You're probably right, but all right, here you go. I want to read this. Eddie, just watch my fader. I don't know if there's going to any videos going to pop up on this stupid computer. So I saw the same thing you saw. Aaron Rodgers has disgusted the Packers. So when I go to this article, my thought was someone got to someone in the Packers organization in the front office and anonymously told them, it's enough with We're this guy. We're sick of this guy. Right. So this was Bob McGinn, longtime Packers writer. That's fine. That would be like Rich Cimini doing this, too. So I'm thinking, oh, I wonder who he has talked to. So as you read on, he did a podcast. And this is where this, this story, which I think went almost viral over the weekend, comes from. This is his quote. As of right now, I'm convinced, based on my own instincts and knowing the NFL... Um, and of all these defeats and discussions, uh, that's the way it is right now. He's not coming back. They're disgusted with him, and they're done with him, and they're moving on. Based on my knowledge of the Packers and my my uh, full knowledge of Reaganomics, I can tell you that the trickle-down theory I mean, is that. By the way. He did say he has someone with firsthand knowledge of the organization, not someone in the organization. But if this guy's a long-time writer, Jerry, I believe him. Okay, so if Rich Cimini said that the Jets, based on my own instincts and knowing the NFL, yes. the Jets are signing Derek Carr. And the headline was, the Jets are signing Derek Carr. And then you read that. You'd be like, well, no, they're not. Right, we, they might. Right. But that's just his opinion. This is this guy's opinion. This is not, you know, the, the I say Packer ownership, but that's everybody. That's not the Packer GM Gutenkunst that told someone this is a longtime writer who has an opinion. Right. That's the headline. And you said it before, Jerry. Opinions are like buttholes. <laughs> By the way, uh, alert listener Greg Giannotti sent me this tweet that's a photo of Derek Carr enjoying lunch with Robert Sala at Fiorni, Fiorno Restaurante <laughs> in Summit, New Jersey. There you go. Right. So way, I think it's fair. So based on that, it's fair to say he he has met with the Jets. They're the only the only table in the restaurant with people in it, and whoever took this photo from their <laughs> table. Yeah, it was probably the waiter. Yeah. 
Pretty cool. Well, it's like the picture right, so of met with them. That's like the picture of Rex Ryan in the hotel lobby in Denver. Did you see that? No. Like if you were wondering if he's really in Denver, oh, he's there. He's there. Someone uh, took a photo of him sitting at a table in the lobby of a hotel in Denver. Well, that I did see a confirmation that he interviewed on Saturday. Right. So I hope he it. gets that job. I think he's getting that job. Yeah. I, it's, My insider said. I still prefer him as a head coach, though. Yeah, I, I agree. But I feel like you, you got to hear ease. from him as a coordinator. You got to he's got to ease back into it. Yeah, I yeah, I suppose. But I mean, he's not a young man anymore. What are we easing into? No. Just like, hey, guess what? I'm back, kicking ass. Then I. Yeah, but he's not going to do that. They're not going to have a press conference for him because he's the defensive coordinator. <laughs> he's a talker, Jerry. Yeah, Thursdays during the NFL season or Fridays, you'll get to hear from him, and we won't hear from him because it'll be Friday. Here's what we need: Hard Knocks, Denver Broncos, Sean Payton, Russ Wilson. Rex Ryan, sign yeah. me up for HBO. I guess. I'm kind of over that show. Plus, Jerry, I'd love to see that long-haired freak who's going to try to make special teams this year. Did you watch the XFL this weekend? That no. all? I did. There I watched a little buzz. bit yesterday. I got to say, there was a little slight buzz to it. it I, I, I'll tell you this. I watched some of the game in San Antonio. Okay. Uh, I think that was the Battle Hawks and the Brahmas, I think. The I, Brahmas. If I got the team names wrong. You got okay. it. I got that right. The road team, which I think was St. Louis, Correct. I think, looked like the Detroit Lions, which was kind of, the uniforms were cool. Yeah. I thought the football was actually pretty good, and they had the lower bowl of that stadium was completely full. The upper deck wasn't, but the lower bowl was completely full. Now, I don't know if the graphics on, on the graphics, if the audio on TV was piped in or not, but there seemed like a really good atmosphere. I thought the play was. Wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible. I didn't feel like I was watching high school football. It was, and yeah, Al it was, was wondering good. if there was a Jack Cohen watch party uh, on Long Island somewhere. Because he was quarterback. Maybe there might have been. And they have this the replay, which was great. I like the one, two, and three-point extra points. Same. I thought it was neat. I really did. Like It wasn't one of those things I'm like, this is goofy. I thought it was well done. Right. After a touchdown, teams can go for one from the two-yard line. They could go for two from the five-yard line. Or they could go from three from the ten yard yeah. line. I, I love that. I Let's... think I'd go for two every time. Yeah, the ten yard line's a little difficult, but if you're in a spot where you need the three, great, it's available. The one is what it is. But to me, I would go for two every time from the five. So wait, so that means if uh, a touchdown is six points and you go for three, that you can only get nine points. You can't get ten points. Correct. No, oh, so you can't really get the. You really can't on one drive get a touchdown and field goal amount of points. No. You can get a Just touchdown and the extra points that are available. Just double checking. I thought it was, I really did. I thought it was neat. I didn't listen. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I watched the whole game. I didn't. I watched ten minutes of one. I put another one on for ten minutes, and I feel like I got a pretty good feel for it. Um, but I also got locked into the golf documentary that's on Netflix now, so that kind of took my attention away. But I did like it, and I would check it out again. The and the replay thing, stuff was very cool with Dean Blandino. Yeah, that was the other cool thing I think people liked on social media was they they call it the transparent video review. Where yeah, they could, show you everything. So you see what Dean Blandino... He's in the control room. Thinking out loud? Absolutely. Well, he's in communication with the official that's on the field. And okay. he's talking his way through what he sees and then where the ball should be placed and why he's making the call. Yeah, I definitely see the two feet are down or whatever the case may be. Um, but you hear everything as well. He's gotten assist. This is also, though... So you had was, it was four games this weekend, all at different times. This is what I have said now for years with the NFL. They make enough money. Have a replay official for every game. It's not that hard, and you can do it just like this. But instead, I don't. I guess they don't do that. There's a replay center that's watching everything. How about you pay someone to watch a game? Right, and I would love to see this played out. 
But unfortunately, in the NFL, we go to commercial immediately upon yes. stop a play. You've got to make that money. Right. So we wouldn't even be able to see this. Four. Is it four? I think it's four breaks per quarter that are written in. Or is it three? I feel like they can also it's four. add it. Like I feel like, let's say they took their four breaks and then someone gets hurt. They take another break. Sometimes they do, yes. They call them bonus breaks. Oh, yeah. Bonus. bonus. Boneless yes. breaks. Bo- well, or bonus breaks. Boneless, bonus. It depends on where you're sitting. So, all right, quick break, 5-17. We are just underway as we start a new week. We got Boomer and Geo coming up at 6 on The Fan. All right, 25 after 5. It's Monday. I'm not sure how many of you are awake because it is a holiday. It's President's Day. But we're here. Why the hell not? Action-packed sports weekend. Jerry, we lost uh, another. Anybody that we lose in life, who uh, we lose from the the old classic Howard Stern shows, like uh, bothers me. Oh, who's this? Richard Belzer of Law and Order. Munch, fame. Munch. He passed away. Passed away at the age of seventy-eight. Jerry. Oh, I didn't know that. The Bells. Richard oh, I'm Belzer. Sorry to hear that. Yes. I never heard him on Stern, but oh, he was, was a great Law and Order fan. And I, wow, he used to do the news when him and Gilbert would be on together. It'd be great. And they used to Richard Belzer's wife at the time was the actress in Lady Chatterley's Lover, which was on the... These were these sh- w- movies I would try to watch on Showtime. That was a, oh, Late oh, at night. Right. They were like nude movies. <laughs> <laughs> they were like nude, sexy cable movies. You know there was a movie in 2022 called Lady Chatterley's Lover? Yeah, they've... they've uh, it's a, quite a franchise, Jerry. Oh, it is. But this... Uh, which is your favorite one? Well, this my, mine had to be from the 80s. I loved the Lady Chatterley's Lover. But Richard Belzer's wife was in those. Jolie Richardson? I don't know. Oh, okay. I'm just looking. She looks a little bit older. But he, they used to play clips of her moaning in the movies while he was on the how show. That it, was, it was hilarious. It was tremendous. I don't know how it sounds, but how about he got the <laughs> he got the job on Law and Order? The guy was listening to Howard Stern, heard Richard Belzer, and liked the way he the rhythm of his speaking. Really. And brought him in. He said, I'm not sure if this guy can act, but I like the rhythm of his speaking. Brought him in. He had that role forever. How about that? The Bells. Yeah, I'm sorry I'm sad to hear that. Jerry, Richard Belzer, and Gilbert Godfrey, and Fred the Elephant Boy, and Hank the Angry Drunken Dwarf. They're all hanging out together in heaven. He did it the right way. What did he do? He got divorced. He never got remarried. <laughs> Harley McBride. That was her name. That was the Lady Charlie's lover actress? Well, that's who he married mm-hmm. and then divorced. So he was only had one spouse. That that's what, what this says. Is that what you're yes. telling me, Jerry? It well, says he up. was a divorcee. Let's look up her uh, IMDb and see if she was, in fact, Lady Chatterley's lover. Let's see. Harley McBride, an actress mm-hmm. known as Cynthia Chatterley. Ooh, oh, Chatterley's so, lover. There you go. Jerry, those were some sexy movies. Married Richard Belzer. You'd have to wait about an hour in and maybe you would get a breast. But what else did I have back then? Nothing. <laughs> I had nothing. Attention. That's what you had. <laughs> right. Spending my time watching Cinemax and Showtime Friday nights up all night. Yes. Being never invited to a party. Yeah. <laughs> right, I was busy with Lady Chatterley's lover. As we learned last week, no red solo cups for you. Nope. Oh, my God. Jerry, we have the story of a hero and it involves a baseball manager. It does, huh? Yep. Blue Jays manager John Schneider. 
saved a life on Sunday. Wow, you could have given me until tomorrow at this time <laughs> to ask me who the manager of the Blue Jays was. I would not have said John Schneider. And you watch MLB Network. You were locked in the I baseball. I do, but I I haven't been since the end of the season. I've been all into basketball and football, so now it's time to start getting locked in again because I had no idea he was the manager of the Blue Jays. Jerry, you and Mr. John Schneider have something in common. Okay. He performed the Heimlich maneuver oh, okay. on a woman choking in a restaurant in Dunedin, Florida, where the Blue Jays have their Very spring nice. training. Very nice. He was rewarded with a free beer. Good for him. I was rewarded with a, a gift card for Starbucks. So. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Thanks for saving my life. Get yourself a lot. And, and not for nothing. I told Tom when he got like, I don't get out of here. I don't. Right. Did what anybody would have done. And he's like, yeah, but you did it. But you did it, well, right? there was no one else here, so. <laughs> well, this is what John Schneider said. He said, you either, you see something happening, you either get involved or you don't. Correct. You wouldn't. <laughs> Admittedly. I'd have called 911. Right. <laughs> as, <laughs> as much as I would Just hang in there. You'll be fine. <laughs> as much as I wouldn't want to get involved, I would love to be a hero. In that way, you, you save somebody's life. And you're watching this happen. <laughs> <laughs> and he said he he... He remember he only like you don't practice the Heimlich maneuver when you did it right. No, but I will tell you that I will. I do need to go take a, a CPR class again. Yeah, I need a refresher. He said he hadn't done anything like that since they they were trained for. Sure. It. He, he was like years a, ago. Uh, yeah, years and years ago, and Absolutely. he just went right into savior mode because that does scare me. The idea of not being in, I don't say in practice because you're not you don't want to practice that or have to do it ever. Yeah. But should do it every couple of years just to kind of refresh. And I haven't done it in probably five or six years. So it's probably time to go. All right. I have them on the way. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. That's were me you calling it a hybrid. I really got to know if you were crying. I wasn't crying. I... Okay. <laughs> that is not great proof that I wasn't crying. But why would I have been crying? You know what I, I mean? don't know. I, I don't know. It's a great question. You sound so emotional. I think that tape was uh, doctored. You brought it in. By the 911 I don't think so. You would not have brought it in if that was not the case. By the way, why does 911 get to release my 911 calls? I didn't... uh, Because you're a public figure. I don't know. I would think they're all all public. They are. I'm amazed when I watch these documentaries on, like, Netflix or ID channel, and there'll be, like, a a murder case from, like, the 90s or something, and they have the 911 calls. Yeah, saved. Wow. Yeah, how about that? They go back and grab 911 calls from the 90s. Mm, they're available. They're always available. It's always frustrating because when you call 911... I wouldn't know. <laughs> I mean, how many times have you called 911? A dozen? Yeah, I would oh. say a dozen. Wow. I've never... Well, that's not... No, I have called 911, but yes, only one time. But you, they already start sending help. Like if there's an accident, they and they they say where are you, and you tell them. Sure. And then they start asking a million questions. But the help's on the way as they the keep on you the way, on the but, line. But people in that moment don't don't realize they're like just send someone something that they're on their way. Right. I need to ask you some questions. Are you left-handed or right-handed? Right. There's a lot of million questions. Yeah. And you're watching this happen. I am. <laughs> so what's your name? Mrs. Pussy Feathers. <laughs> I did not give them the rights to release that. <laughs> So like, oh, it would have been funny if you would have played with that audio and made it sound like he was actually on a phone line saying, Missy Putin, whatever your name is. Pussy Feathers. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> I did see over the weekend uh, or late Friday, Tiger Woods, Jerry, had to apologize for his I, tampon prank. I saw this Friday night. So I get into the hotel at Wisconsin Friday night, much yeah. later than we anticipated. Well, I shouldn't say that. Probably when we were supposed to get there. 
And the first thing I saw on my phone was Tiger Woods apologizes. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Can we just have a little fun? Right. What he did, whatever. So he handed a tampon to Justin Thomas after he outdrove him, right? Yeah. And they had a good laugh for themselves. If I'm Tiger Woods, I'm like, you do know my wife clubbed my car. (laughs) And you think this is going to affect my day? I ain't apologizing for nothing. Right, when you're you're also aware that his wife clubbed the car after he had sex with countless amounts of women, right, in private planes and hotels. Correct. You're he, that's what the tiger was stood about. You're aware of that part of my life, oh, right? Because if you think I thought about this for a second, you're incorrect. <laughs> well, he did think about it for a second because he did issue an apology, but then it was over. Because probably because of what we just said, it's really in his world not the worst thing. He's right. ever done. <laughs> And then people love him. Like, he was out there, and he had no chance to win this weekend. But he played the whole weekend. People were really into it. They were cheering. It was great. So for him, eh, the blip. But I was surprised that that was a headline on Friday night. Right. Women's rights groups. I still don't understand why. Because a a, a guy handing another guy a tampon is somehow offensive. I I don't get it. Well, because he's. But guess what? You, then you play do. from the same tees as the guys. <laughs> How about that? Because right now you don't. Right? Neither do old people. Neither do old people. Neither do old people. There's and old people tees? Yeah, the gold. So there's Not three. every course has them though. So when you get up to a you go to a course, you yeah. get to a, the, you go to the first thing. There's there's a there's a tee box you for You have a you have a black tee box for the for the pros. Pros. You have a blue tee box for advanced low handicap players. Okay. White tee box for regular amateurs. Red tea box for the ladies and a gold tea box for the senior citizens. Where would Boomer tee off from? Blue. I, to me, I think he's good enough to play from the tips, from the black, but for sure the blue. Boomer's really good. And you would tee off from the white? Red. <laughs> or gold. The closest I can get. No, I would say white. Yeah, probably the white. I would go right de- to the it, gold. It depends. It really depends on the golf course because there are some courses that are not very long. I don't need even the whites are too short, so I'd I prefer the play from the blues. There are other ones like Beth Page Black. I couldn't play from the black tips on my best day ever, and I can barely play from the whites because it's such a long, difficult course. Depends on where you're playing. Let me ask you this: Can you switch tee boxes per hole? You go. This you is cannot. A- no. Once you declare where you're playing, that's okay. where you play. There and there's another way. Um, when I used to belong to a club back in another lifetime. Um, I would play from the gold tees just to work on my irons or play from the red just to get to make the hole a little closer to just kind of work on different parts of the game. You know, maybe you don't want to drive the ball. You want to just work on your seven, eight iron. You can play from closer. But that was also playing by myself and there was no one around and who cares. Right. But, yeah, there, you could have up to five tee boxes. I do declare I'll be playing from the blues today. Yeah, I'd love to see that. <laughs> I watched you at uh, Glen Oaks. Yeah, You can hit the ball, but never straight. No, right, that's the thing. Right, left. When right. you go to a driving range and you hit the ball a decent amount, you go, that's pretty good. Yeah. I, and then you now put it the fairway. <laughs> There's nothing worse, too, when you play on a regular basis and you there are some courses that are wide open. Yeah. And you can have this monster fairway and you miss it terribly to the right. Like, what were you aiming at? Right. <laughs> well, I'm right here. I'm awful. I can't tee off. I'm a great driving range hitter. I get on the golf course. Oh. I might as well just start three in the fairway because I'm always to the right or the left and got to punch out. I love a good driving range. Well, yeah. It feels it's fun. so good to just let it rip. That's why Top Golf is fun. 
because there's a sense of we did the Top Golf in Glendale when we left you guys on that Thursday, me and my son. They had a new virtual course, which I don't know if Edison has it or not. Last time I was there, I don't think they did. So we were able to play Pebble Beach. But it was neat because you weren't hitting into a screen. You were hitting at targets, and then you'd look up and see where the ball was. actually pretty cool. And who won, you or your son? Um, I won two up. I was up two shots with uh, one hole left. And then you just quit? It shut off on us because <laughs> I won. It was, And I was annoyed because I wanted to play the 18th. That, that, yes, they should let you play. Yeah, that's what I said. But no, once I won, and I'm like, oh, I should have botched that right. shot so we could have kept going or played the last hole. You had to be like that dude in the Super Bowl who didn't score the touchdown. He just laid down at the one-yard line. That's Yes, I could have done that's that. I should have done that. That's what you needed to do. But I did. And the other thing, too, is it takes a lot longer. So top golf sometimes you can like you know you go you can play it if you're just doing the target golf it's, it could get boring after a while. This you played not four hours like a regular round, but I would tell you the two of us it probably took a solid two hours to play one round of golf because you were going shot for shot and switching as opposed to if you're playing target golf you could do five or six in a row then change the guy. This you had to play whoever's ball was farther would go first. So it's kind of neat actually. That is cool. Changing clubs, yeah, it was fun. Yeah. It was fun. That was the one in Glendale. So I. I don't know if Edison has it or not, but kind of cool. Yeah, I feel like they're they're inconsistent, those places. Like, some of them have certain things and others. There was there was one for a while, I think, in Freehold that just was the screen. Yeah, that's not a real Topgolf. Yeah. that's so I'm talking about the real one where you hit the ball. I don't mean a Topgolf lounge. We went, yeah, we went to some uh, one of the Super Bowls with Craig, and at the hotel Craig was staying at. In, there, was that in, in his room? <laughs> no, but, like, there was, like, a sports bar. Yeah. With the top golf in it, but yeah. it was just slamming it it's, into the screen. Yeah, I, the whole, that whole virtual, not yeah, great, not great. No, and there was a place. I remember there was a place in Eatontown that opened up. It was a virtual. They would call it Country Club. And I'm like, boy, this guy. I read the article in like the local newspaper how this guy basically poured his entire life savings into it, and he was shut down in like eight months. Oh boy, that's hard because it's a tough sell. Like it's yeah. fun for a couple of months. You go a couple of times, but. Do I really want to go hit into a screen every day? No. No, you, you don't. Know. Neat idea, but, boy, very expensive error. Yeah, because the other thing, you hit into the screen, and then it comes rolling back at Pretty you. Pretty much. Yeah. And then you're hoping that the screen actually acknowledges the ball and goes where you think it's going to go. And in my case, that'd be right or left. Yeah. Now, By the way, break. Jerry, yeah. uh, Edison Top Golf Virtual Courses. They do have it now. That's very cool. Going to have to go. Check it out. Mm-hmm. I'd ask you to go, but you don't do anything. I do not. I know. <laughs> 537. Uh, we are more than halfway home to the Boomer and Geo program on a Monday on the fan. All right, coming up at 6 o'clock, you got Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. If you're up now, you want to watch some Australian sailing, you can watch that on CBS Sports Network. That's kind of cool. Are those lines in the water real? I don't think so. <laughs> I think those are superimposed on your television set, People are always like, is that first down marker yeah. real? Is that on there? No. no By the no, way, no. I found, unfortunately, I found myself in Walmart this weekend. What? Walmart is a bit insanity. big. Yes, I know. They had a 75-inch television. <laughs> For $19. <laughs> it was $500. Yeah, I know. 75 inches. Yeah. Did you what? buy it? No, but I was like, what is going on here? What are they these have a TVs? lot of deals. What are these TVs made of? Remember when the flat screens came out? They were like thousands of dollars. For even a small one. Yeah. Now, anymore. if you want a 37-inch TV, they will hand you one on the way out the door. <laughs> that, that or they're like, that's all? I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> Take this off our hands. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. I, Walmart is one of those stores. So you've got Walmart, Target, 
Like those are the two. Was that fair to say those are the two big yeah. box score stores? Target to me is so much more well put together. Mm-hmm. Walmart is huge, yeah. and it's almost like you get lost in that place. There's one on Route Nine in Old Bridge. It's enormous. The clientele at Walmart is way worse than Target. That's okay, I, that I don't notice. Not the Absolute one in Old Bridge doesn't seem to be the case. Absolutely, I just chaos, find Gary. it to be a messy store. Yeah, it's a mess. Target seems to be if something's out, they get someone on it. Yeah, Walmart's like you know what, we'll take care of it tomorrow yeah. because it's only going to get disheveled again at some point today. We're busy dropping deals here. We don't have time to clean up. You imagine running into Walmart on Black Friday? No, that's got to be some scene. Nope. My God. Yeah, yeah, I've never like, done that either. Maybe I need a 75-inch television for $548. You have a, for real, do you have a wall that can handle it? Uh, I'm not sure. That's that's a big it's TV. It's a big wall. It's a big TV. It's a big TV. The 65-inch, which I currently have, the, they had a 65-inch in there. It was like $340 <laughs> for 65-inch television. Yeah, you can get some deals for sure. Here's a weird thing, Jerry, if I'm Daniel. Wild, wacky stuff. If I'm Daniel Jones' current agent. Yeah, you're gone. Daniel Jones plans to switch agents. Yes. What? I'd be like, excuse me? Mm-hmm. See ya. Gotta go. I thought I was gonna cash in. Uh, CAA has cashed in. Oh, they have? Yes. Who's he getting, though? Athletes first. Who the, who's... You really read that article, huh? <laughs> Actually, I did read it. I was like, who the hell is Athletes First? I've I heard know. of CAA. That's Creative Artist Agency. Right. Athletes First. Probably some rapper, Jerry, that started a... Um, I don't know about that. Let's see. I mean, if I'm a rapper, I would start a uh, agency. Why at, not? Athletes first. Uh, they specialize in NFL. Okay, it looks like who we are, a full service management firm that has been representing elite players, coaches, personnel, and broadcasters. Oh, they represent you? No, I mean, I might call them today. Uh, let's see. Based in Southern California, New York. Who are the big? Who, who are the big clients? Is there uh, big Daniel clients? Jones. <laughs> They're hoping to cash in with Daniel Jones. They're play. Oh, they have Aaron Rodgers. Oh, 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 oh. Let's oh, see oh. here. Yeah, trying to see if they actually have a list of. They have Dak Prescott. Okay, so they got some people. Yeah, they've got some. They got people. some deals. Okay, well, good for him then. It looks like. Hey, listen, they got the the two you mentioned, Jerry. Yeah. Big time quarterbacks. Yeah. So maybe that's why Daniel Jones switched. It does. It's funny though. It doesn't say. Usually, a lot of these websites will give you a list of their clients. Yeah. They actually don't have that here. All right. So maybe they're um, building. They've got Aaron Rodgers. Well, they've Aaron Rodgers and Dak, Dak Prescott. Prescott. I mean, they're making a fortune already. Aaron get... Rodgers makes fifty million a year, and Dak makes forty million a year. And that's what they're. Hey, guess what, Giants? You get a pony up. Yeah, you oh. owe Daniel Jones some big time cash. You know where their main office is? Laguna Beach, California. Oh my God, Jerry, take me to Laguna Beach, man. No one else is nice, La Jolla. Yeah, it we looks went like, to the beach in La Jolla. It looks like it's. It looks like it should be pronounced La Jolla. Yes, but it's actually La Jolla, Jerry. J O L L A. Yeah. Have you ever? Like, been to the beach there? I have. It is outstanding. I have. I, I have indeed, Jerry. Yeah. Well, they have, a, they have a career page. You want to go work for them? Eh, California. I don't like it. I don't like the state of California. Okay. It's a lot of chaos. Oh, they there. have no openings right now. Oh, okay. But you can be an intern. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the commanders, Jerry, announced Eric Bieniemy. He's out. He's yeah. he's out from Kansas City. I, don't, I honestly don't understand this one. And I, I don't tell me because he's going to have more control. I, yeah. You're going to a very average franchise with no quarterback. Yeah. Yep. Eric Bianami, offensive coordinator and assistant head coach. More authority, as you said, that Jerry. assistant head coach means nothing. They it also doesn't. said in Kansas City he was on a year-to-year contract. That's interesting. Yeah. 
But here's the thing. I think I think you're the one who brought it up to me when me? I when I asked last week why he would want to leave to go to Washington and you said eh, Ron Rivera gets fired he's got the job. Like that's not happening any <laughs> it's not happening in Kansas City, you know? Uh, well, and I think yes and no. I yeah. mean Andy Reid's not a young man. But that'd be a kick in the balls. Like Andy Reid leaves and they still don't give Eric Bieniemy the well, job. Well, and that's where Chris Russo was saying what would happen if Andy Reid retired, would they give and then he said they'd go right to Holmes. Remember we played that Friday? <laughs> Instead of Mahomes. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, all right. Eric Bieniemy is now, welcome to the NFC East, Eric Bieniemy. Yeah. You're now the enemy. You That's what I no, say. Right, the enemy with no quarterback. Yeah. Uh, good luck. You were Bieniemy. now you're the enemy. Yeah, I heard you the first time. You're the enemy of Jerry Recco and his Dallas Cowboys. You're the enemy of me and the Giants. Unless they get off to a good start, then you'll be a fan of the Commanders. Jerry, I love this Eric B. <laughs> he was really being held back in Kansas City. <laughs> who is their quarterback? Uh, I'll tell you in one second. I was actually just going to look it up because... It's that dude who was slinging it all over the place last year, right? Um, well, they have Carson Wentz. Yeah, but <laughs> that's not going to be the answer. Senior Wentz. They actually, is- I feel like they announced their start. Sam Howell. Not Taylor Heineke. Sam Howell is their quarterback. That's who they announced as their starter for next year. Pardon me, Jerry? Sam Howell. They've already announced the starter? Well, they said he's going to start camp as the number one quarterback. Wow. What's his name? Heineke? Yes. I'm pissed. Well, yeah. I go right to Eric B. Carson Wentz is third string. (laughs) He's only ahead of Jake Fromm. So far, he may lose out to Fromm. My God. If I'm a Heineke, I go right to Eric B. I'd be like this. I'm your guy. I'm your guy, B enemy. They should all do that. That was one of the great Chris Berman uh, nicknames. Sleeping with B enemy. That was that was good. <laughs> You're such an idiot. Eric sleeping with B enemy when he was a player. Mm-hmm. When he used to actually do those real highlights. Yes. On count. No, was it count? Not countdown. No, it was uh, on uh, prime time. Prime time. NFL prime. That From used to Louisville. be. You want to talk about a show that you couldn't miss. Oh, my God. Back in the day. I, that was everything. Oh, my God, Jerry. I loved NFL primetime. Yep. Who didn't? That was, that was 7 p.m. or maybe even 7.30. I forget when it started. I feel like it started at 7, though. And you had to watch it. It started at 7. Then they backed it up to 7.30 once the NFL moved those 4 o'clock games to like 4.25. Yep. And they had to take a little time. But it was it was terrific. Sure was. I don't know why they used to go from Louisville. I have no idea why they would do that. I don't remember that part. Uh, uh, what's the other guy? Tom Jackson would say it. Maybe Tom Jackson went to Louisville. Maybe. I don't know. I, don't I never either. investigated it. Jimmy. He did. He went to Louisville? Well, then there yeah. you go. It makes a ton of sense. But I want to play one thing for you because this right. was really funny. So, you know, the NBA All-Star game was last night. All right. I'll did take you, your word for did it, Did you see the score? No. 185 to 174. <laughs> really stupid. I did see somebody scored like 55 points. He probably wasn't even the leading scorer. No, he was. Jason Tatum was. Oh, okay. This was Mike Malone. Now, I'll help you out here because there's no chance you know who that is. Um, So he's the head coach of the Nuggets. He was coaching Team LeBron. Okay. This was the head coach in the game talking about the game. It's an honor to be here. It's an honor to be a part of a a great weekend, great players, but that is the worst basketball game ever played. (laughs) (laughs) And I was the coach. (laughs) And he was the coach, yes. That. And then they asked him, like, how do you fix it? He goes, yeah, you can't fix this. Like, so it's awful. Clearly, I'm going to state the obvious here. No defense? <laughs> <laughs> no. The only two that played defense, he said, <laughs> this is hilarious. Joel Embiid, that makes sense. And Kyrie Irving. <laughs> why did we, why were the all-star games in, like, the 80s and 90s 
so good. Because like, they cared more. But why, but why? They didn't make what? as much money, perhaps. I don't know. No one wants to get hurt. It's uh, They're trying but, to be the Globetrotters. They're not. There seemed to be like, when it was Bird, Magic, Kareem, Dr. J, there was like a pride. Yeah. Jordan, the pride in winning even the I'd have to go All-Star look and games. see when this, because it clearly was a gradual. Yeah. Now it's, I mean, it's so far the other way at this point. I would say probably somewhere in the 90s it started to change. Like, I don't think this is just the last couple of years. I mean, yeah. I feel like this has been a bad game for a long time now. I'm going to Google that. You, you can Google that for I'm sure. Say, I'm going to Google. I will tell you, the slam dunk contest was fun. I, I did watch yeah. that Saturday night when we got home. That was fun. This Mac McClung, I mean, the dunks he had were insane. Did he win? He won. Where, he does, won. He, where does he play? He's a G League player. He's he's on the part of the Sixers organization. A G League player won the dunk contest? During the break, just Google his name and the videos from Saturday. I think you'll even be impressed. Why isn't he in the NBA then? Let's get him in there. Uh, I guess he's not a great player, but oh. he's a great dunker. <laughs> Let's get him on some sure. fast breaks, Jerry. And Quentin Grimes of the Knicks. I mean, why even bother going? Give you nothing. Really? L- nothing. No it was good dunks. Terrible. No. What a terrible. Terrible. All right, move. well, he's going to do that, and I'm going to do this. And then when we're done, Boomer and Gio are going to be here. Right now, Odyssey Sports Minute. It is Amy Lawrence. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. Right, welcome back. A couple more minutes. We'll get you to Boomer and Geo. I gave Al a little assignment during the break. All right, what do you think of the McClung dunks? Oh, I didn't watch them. <laughs> <laughs> and one thing. One thing. You're right. I'll check McClungness's uh, dunks uh, during, during the break. Yeah. Or during the, the next break, Jay. No, you won't. You know, we uh, talk about, like, uh, ba- I forget which baseball player recently uh, just is going in for surgery. Yankee dude. Uh, the uh, Montas. Frankie Montas. Frankie right? Montas. Like, Frankie, you had all off-season to get mm, this done. DJ LeMayhew, the same thing. Right. And he's okay. Which is bizarre, right? So DJ LeMayhew didn't get surgery on his, uh, where is his ankle? His toe. His ankle, it says. Okay, I had toe. Did you really? <laughs> yes. I copied and pasted right from the story. What? I'm just telling you what it said. I don't trust myself. Well. Whatever it was, Jerry, it's healed completely 100%. No surgery. This is why we don't have surgeries. This is what they say. But here's the thing. The minute that thing snaps the season, I'm going to be like, should have had surgery. Weak bones. This is, Jerry's got weak bones. Weak bones. I don't know about weak, weak bones. He's got weak bones. This is what I, this is what I copied and pasted. Okay. He was dealing with a broken bone in his big right toe and <laughs> ligament damage in his second toe. No. I'm going to... DJ, I'm just telling you what I. That's Le what the, the post Mayhew. story said. And I'm gonna write DJ LeMayhew ankle. Ready, Jerry? Yes. If this guy's got a hidden injury, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> How's that coming out? Where would I have gotten ankle from? I, I don't, don't know. Vajankle. Uh No, it, it was, was not a vajankle. Vajankle. You yep. see the tattoo the guy put on his face? Who? Some dude. Not DJ LeMayhew. Oh, who's in the? I was in the newspaper today. A dude with a WFAN-FM HD1 New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.